0: What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome into an all new episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Appreciate you being here today. Quick shout out to our all new Pack-A-Day Podcast members, Stephen Keegan and David Arnone. Appreciate you guys signing up. If you haven't done so yet, make sure to check that out. Don't need to go through a huge spiel today. Just check it out when you get a chance. If not, subscribe, like, comment, and if nothing else, just keep watching every day. Always appreciate your support. It means a ton to me. Let's jump right into our main topic, though. And that topic is going to be how we define this Packers season as of right now. Is this already a success? Have they already basically achieved what they set out to achieve in 2023 with what we've seen this year already? We'll dive into that a little bit more in just a second. Or is it dependent upon how the rest of this season goes? It's an interesting conversation. There's no easy answer. Everyone's going to have a little bit of a different experience and a different expectation of what success is. So those are going to be tough things to define, but I'll go over kind of my evaluation of this season so far. And it goes without saying that this game, this upcoming weekend is a massive game. It's the difference between a winning season and a losing season. It's the opportunity to stop having back-to-back losing seasons for the first time since Mike McCarthy was fired. It's the opportunity to win a game against the Chicago Bears, a divisional rival, and you always want to win that game. It's the opportunity to go to the playoffs or stay home and not go to the playoffs. Like The difference between winning against the Bears and losing feels pretty significant as this season ends. And it's not insignificant for a variety of reasons. We mentioned the playoffs is one, if they win, yes, there's an opportunity to lose and get in, but let's just say it's a win and in scenario. They win, they get in. If they lose, you could be talking about, again, back-to-back losing seasons. You're probably on hard knocks next year you're stuck in a little bit of that no man's land where you didn't make the playoffs. And it's almost like the worst spot to be in because you have the worst draft pick of pretty much the non playoff teams, uh, but you didn't get to like, it's just that, that perfect no man's land spot, the spot you never want to be in just outside of the playoffs, but with the worst draft pick of any of the teams that didn't make the playoffs. So there is a significant um, change in how this season looks dependent upon whether or not they win or lose this game. But how we define this season overall and whether it has been successful or not is going to, again, vary by the person. I think sometimes people expect me to just come on and say, this is the way it is. I don't know, maybe Stephen A. Smith it a little bit and yell at you and tell you, this is my reasoning for this. And I'm going to spit a bunch of facts at you. And then you have to believe what I just said. I'm never really that type of guy. I think each of us have our own unique experiences. I've talked about in the past, when I was growing up, if the Packers lost a preseason game, I was ticked off. I was upset. If the Packers had a player in the Pro Bowl and the NFC squad and the NFC team lost, I was ticked off. If there was a player with a G on their helmet in an NFL game, exhibition game, Pro Bowl game, it did not matter. I needed that team to win. And any loss at any time was a failure to me. Um, Obviously, I'm not in that same spectrum as of now. I don't feel that same way. I think there's a process to everything, but everyone's going to have a little Bit of a different definition of what success is. Some people are going to be on the, you know, Herman Edwards approach. You play to win the game, and it's championship or bust every year. And, you know, we only get so many games every season. We only get so many seasons in our lifetime, depending on how cryptic you want to be uh, about that sort of thing. But there's only so many of these, right? And if you're going to go through a season and it's going to be a season where you're not a championship contender for some people, I understand if that's just like, that's a losing season and they didn't achieve what you wanted them to achieve. I get it. I understand that. But there's some people that are going to be, Hey, it's, it's win or bust. That's it. There's no consolation prizes. There's no moral victories. It's either you won the championship or you're one of 31 losers. And a little bit more of the Vince Lombardi style, And that's fine. If that's where you're at, that's cool. Um, The number two way of sort of evaluating it is you measure it based on what your expectations were going into the season. You had specific set of what you wanted Green Bay to achieve in 2023, and then you have to measure it against what those expectations were to start the season. For a lot of people, a championship in 2023 was never really attainable. Now, to be fair, technically, it's still attainable for Green Bay. They need to win their next five games in a row. they do that, they will be the champions of the National Football League. Do I expect that to happen? No. Have crazier things happened in the history of sports? Yes. Uh, But we're just going to have to take it one step at a time from here and just see if they can get through Chicago first, but for a lot of people, that was never the expectation going into the year. It was never, hey, if they win a championship, that's awesome. It's a successful season and anything else is just a bust. No, there's, again, there's more nuance to it than that. And you have to you know, basically compare it to what your ex- you know, expectations and evaluations were going into the season. And then the third way of looking at it, and uh, I think this is a fair evaluation as well, is that it's complicated. I think it's fair to look at a lot of this team, um, significant portions of this team. Offense, Jordan Love, we'll talk about it more in just a moment and say, hey, this went really, really well. And I think there is a lot to be celebrating and that went successful, but there's a whole another chunk of the team, I don't need to spell it out for you, that was not successful at all. So yeah, it's great that this side of the team had a lot of success and a lot of growth and you know, showed what they're capable of, but another side of the team completely did not. So there's again, it's somewhere in the middle. There's pieces of it that were successful, pieces of it that were completely unsuccessful, and how you want to evaluate it in that realm is again complicated. So again, three ways: either championship or bust, nuance based on, hey, I had specific expectations going into the year, and here's how they did against those expectations. And number three, it's complicated, some good, some bad, and it's kind of wash out somewhere in the middle. So How I view this is more in that second category. It's gonna be measured based on what my expectations were going into this year and what my goals for Green Bay were going into the year. So let me lay out those goals for you. These were on my list of sort of to-dos for the Packers in this season. And then we'll sort of see how they did, uh, you know, in comparison to what I was hoping to see from this team. Number one, and I'm not saying anything that you don't know already, was the evaluation and the progress of Jordan Love. Can he be the guy? Can he be a franchise quarterback? Is he a starting quarterback? I think it's so easy to forget that early in this season, we didn't know. Um, it's not that different going into this year. I know there's a little bit more time put into Jordan than what it is in Sam Howell in Washington, but you had no idea. Desmond Ritter, same thing. Like These quarterbacks were all in this sort of mystery box of, we have no idea what they're going to become it might go really great. It might go somewhere in the middle. It might go terrible. And this could have easily been a Desmond Ritter or a Sam Howell situation where those situations have not gone well. And you're looking at an opportunity to probably grab another quarterback in 2024 in this upcoming draft. Like we didn't know. We didn't know if Jordan could just be a solid starter. Like that was the big question. And then if he was a solid starter, then the question was going to be, all right, even if he is a solid starter, can he be the guy? Can he be a guy that you have championship aspirations with? And I I don't want to jump too far to any crazy conclusions, but he's clearly the franchise guy. And we talked about that yesterday. If you missed that episode, I highly recommend checking it out. But he has answered every question. And there's at least one game left to continue that evaluation. I'm not sure we need any more games to evaluate. The ceiling is incredibly high. The floor continues to get higher and higher as the season goes along. He's clearly a legitimate starting quarterback already bordering on a top half of the league quarterback, if not better than that already. And his flashes have been incredible. And this was his first year as a starter. There is so much to work with there for Jordan Love. Yeah, I don't know what more you need to know. That big contract is coming. He's going to be your quarterback for the foreseeable future in Green Bay. And the biggest 1A question mark going into this year has been answered with a resounding yes with all the hope and optimism that comes with it. And there is extreme excitement surrounding the fact that Jordan is going to be that guy moving forward. And that is, if if that was, and I argued in the past, this is not something I'm saying for today's episode. I said the lit it's not like the list starts with, you know, can Jordan Love be good? The entire to-do list for Green Bay this season was surrounding Jordan Love. Can he be a starter? Can he be a good starter? Is he the franchise guy? And all of these have come out with just, you know, passing the test every single way along the way and him answering the toll and and like legitimately before our eyes becoming the franchise quarterback in Green Bay. So if that was the list going in or at minimum 1A on the list, that one is a, a resounding check mark. And you can say that has been a success so far. Number two, what I talked about all off season was that this was an evaluation season for Green Bay. Things did not go according to plan in 2022, and they needed to sort of reevaluate everything in 2023. You knew there was going to have to be at least one significant change. They decided it was not going to be Matt Lafleur. They decided it was not going to be Brian Gutekunst. And I don't think those are really under any question going into last year. But I'm just saying it was not Guti. It was not Lafleur. It was not Joe Barry. It was no major coaching change. Um, It was not really a ton of other player personnel changes. Clearly, there were some, but the big one that they decided was that it was time to move on from Aaron Rodgers and a couple other veterans as well, and it was time to move forward with Jordan Love. But with that, enter Jordan Love, came what I would consider a ton of evaluation for the rest of the organization. You've had 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. And now the question was going to become, all right, how much of that was a crutch for three decades that you could just constantly lean on and know that you were always going to have a puncher's chance at a Super Bowl and almost like a ticket to the playoffs if your quarterback stayed healthy almost every single year. It wasn't every single year, but almost every single year. And now that was gone. And what does your team look like? without that quarterback. What does your offense look like, Matt LaFleur, without Aaron Rodgers? What does this defense and team look like when you don't have an offense that's capable of carrying you? Can Joe Barry be the defensive coordinator? Can the special teams take another step? Can Jordan Love be the guy? There, There were so many question marks that were surrounding this team that you needed to evaluate. And in a large part, I think it was wise for the most part for Green Bay to kind of keep everything else as a constant and the variable be Aaron Rodgers and and Jordan Love. And they made that one big change with a couple smaller changes surrounding it, kept everything else the same and said, all right, last year didn't go according to plan, we're making this one big change, we're gonna add in a bunch of new young players and let's evaluate everything. And I think they've been able to evaluate everything perfectly up until this point. I think they've recognized and realized that Matt's a really great offensive mind and him and Jordan and his uh, ability to build this offense around Jordan is going swimmingly. That the wide receivers, tight ends, and young playmakers around Jordan Love have come across, you know, along in in step by step with Jordan, and which was the the hope and the expectation was that they'd be able to develop together. That has been the case so far. We've seen big time flashes from Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. Guys like Bo Melton, Malik Keith, and then you still have guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs when, when Watson's healthy, at least. And, you know, Dobbs has obviously been sort of a, a picture of consistency through the course of the year. You're seeing all these things come together. Rasheed Walker has taken a significant step through the course of this year. So that part of the evaluation has gone extremely well. Hey, friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately. As I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game, I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets, so when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Oh. Game time is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues, for example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey add a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet, do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. On the defensive side, it is not. You've been able to make that evaluation. You've been able to see that this defense is nowhere near good enough. They did not take a step forward. You've had three years to evaluate this defense. You've given them a variety of resources, and it has been an abject failure. And there's no two ways around that. No, you do not get bonus points for beating A Rams team with uh, a third string quarterback. You don't get bonus points for beating a Vikings team with a third string quarterback. You have to do it in big games when it counts. And I get, yes, I get that there were some shining moments against Detroit, Kansas City, Justin Herbert, but the, the Chiefs and the Chargers, especially, have not been exactly a picture of consistency on their side of things. And, you know, the Lions game was good, but you're still, you know, it wasn't like it was a shutout. Let's just put it that way. But you've, you've got your evaluation on the defense, the special teams continues to be a work in progress, and you now know, in my opinion, what is good, what is bad, and what changes that you have to make. More on that just a little bit later. My number three thing that I wanted to see was signs of growth and you know, kind of them going through this learning curve. I think we've seen this team say, take significant steps through the course of the season and show signs of growth. And one of the popular phrases that's been said by, I think, uh, just about every single uh, Packer uh, pundits or you know uh, any analyst or anyone is that growth is not always linear. And we have seen sometimes two steps forward, two steps back, a step forward, two steps back, three steps forward, one step back. It hasn't always been consistent. There's been some peaks, there's been some valleys. But what I continue to be excited by is the fact that when they have had those steps back, they've always rebounded from it. It's a team that started two and five that looked kind of pathetic at times early in the season. You had some high highs very early. The first seven quarters of the season looked awesome. And you had a bit of a falling off over the course of the next six weeks. You had a win against a really bad Rams team at the time based on Brett Rippin being the quarterback. You, you lose to the Steelers, but you see a lot of signs but then you have three incredible wins against the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Lions, and two primetime games in there. You have a big setback, losing to the Giants and the Buccaneers. You have a win against the Panthers, but it's an ugly win. Then you have a dominant beatdown of the Minnesota Vikings, and you find yourself at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I still think you've seen a good chunk of progress. I, I've seen them go through adversity and learn from it. And there are a lot of lessons that they can take away. And that I think that this team has learned from. And I do think we have seen go back to that two and five start to the year. I don't recommend this, but if you want to go back and rewatch those first seven games of the year, and then compare them to what we've seen, even in some of these bad games, it is still a night and day difference from what we saw earlier this year, A, a team that could not get out of its own way. And now they look like a Legit professional football team that if they get in the playoffs, I, I don't know that anyone's afraid of Green Bay, but I don't think anyone's super excited to play this team because I don't think anyone else in the league knows what team Green, which Green Bay team is going to show up. They might show up and look awesome. They might show up and you might be able to just push them over easily. You don't know which team you're gonna get. So it's been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, but I do think we've seen significant signs of growth from this team throughout the course of the season. That to me is a check mark. So, so far, Jordan Love, check. Evaluation, check. Signs of growth, check. Number four, can this be a competitive football team? Yeah, they're eight and eight. In most games, they've been pretty darn competitive. You've had a Lions game earlier in the year that was not very competitive. you know, a disappointing Tampa Bay game, I would say. But but overall, this has been a team that's been relatively competitive, even in their losses. There's not been very many blowouts and they've gone into every game and you kind of felt like, hey, they could win this game. In fact, it's the ones that you went into thinking they didn't have a chance to win were the ones that they, they won uh, a lot of the times. And, and you never again knew quite what you were going to get but they were competitive through a good chunk of this season. Uh, times, we certainly wanted to see them be more competitive or just better, but they were always competitive in eight and eight and going into the final week of the season with an opportunity to make the playoffs. That's competitive. That's what I wanted to see. That's what they are. And to me, that checks that box as well. Number five, I wanted to see signs of what's to come. I wanted to see some high-end flashes from this team and some big performances and big moments. And to me, you go back to the Lions and Chiefs games, Those two specifically, primetime games Thursday, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving, everyone watching Sunday night football, Taylor Swift in house, a little bit of snow, majestic Lambeau field night, and then even this Vikings game, you know, Sunday night football, New Year's Eve, primetime game, everyone's watching, and you get some big wins in those three moments. Must win game this week for for Green Bay, and they get those wins, and you see what this team could be. You see the signs of what's to come. You can see the vision. You can see the outline of, hey, it's not completely filled in yet. There's still some pretty big gaps in the puzzle that need to be uh, filled in over time, but you can see what the vision is and how they could be successful in a year or two if just a couple of things go right. That's one of the big things I wanted to see. I think we've seen it. Now you've seen the other side too. You've seen the ugly side, but if you wanna look at the high highs, They've been pretty freaking high for a team that's so young, and that gives me a lot of hope moving forward as well. That checkbox for me. Uh, Developing young stars. That was another one. I wanted to see them, and I I talked about this before the season, not just good players. You can find good players, but you need to find stars. This is still a question mark for me, but Jordan Love getting closer and closer to being on that trajectory, right, of being a potential star. Jaden Reed is in that conversation, I am not willing to give up on Christian Watson. I want to see him healthy for a full season before we can do anything and he needs to be more consistent, but I'm certainly not giving up on that. I've seen some ups and downs from Rashawn Gary, but there have been times that he's been in that, that category of being a star. That's still a big overall question. I always go back to 2010 and say, like, think of all the high, high, high-end players that Green Bay had that year. And that really got them to a Super Bowl and allowed them to win it. If you want to be a Super Bowl contending team, you would need to be led by a handful of transcendent type players. I don't think Green Bay's to that level yet, but we're seeing signs of development from a lot of these players. And I'm willing to at least give that one an incomplete, not a not a negative, not a positive, but an incomplete. I've seen signs, it still needs time. I still need a couple guys to rise a little bit higher up into that star status but you can start seeing the, again, the outlines of what could be for a few of these players. Number seven, how do you transition from Aaron Rodgers? We didn't know how this was going to go. When you transition from a face of the franchise, Hall of Fame quarterback, and take that out of the equation, and then you start with a first time starting quarterback, the youngest offense in the league and a defense and special teams that's been bad. um, You don't know what, you you input that into the system and you don't know what's going to come out. And so far, it's been good. It's been like, it's been a journey. We can say that it's been a journey, but the overall transition has been pretty dang seamless. I don't know what more you could ask for, you know, 17 games into or 17 weeks into the post Aaron Rodgers era than where Green Bay's at right now. I would also check this one off the list and say that's been a success so far. Number eight, I wanted to see them solidify the defense and special teams. Nope, that one did not go according to plan, and that one's going to be a big failure. But that one goes back to the evaluation one. They've now had the opportunity to evaluate it specifically on defense and say, it's not good enough. We need to nuke a lot of what's here. We need to rebuild it back up. And again, we'll talk about more on that in just a moment. But there were hopes going into this year that, hey, well, this young offense develops. Maybe this defense and special teams can actually be the one that kind of keeps things. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It was just not in the cards, was not to be, and now Green Bay is going to have to start rebuilding that defense, in my opinion, uh, a little bit from scratch and, and get a new coordinator, some new players, some new talent, and hope to reshape and reform that defense in 2024. Number nine, can you begin to purge some of those older contracts and become a bit more fiscally responsible? They took a little bit of a middling approach here. And I think you can see why in hindsight, they kept guys around like Aaron Jones and Preston Smith. They gave out some new contracts. I think overall they handled this well. They were able to stay competitive in the interim. They didn't go full rip the band-aid with just a ton of new rookie players, but they also got rid of guys like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, obviously Aaron Rodgers and Adrian Amos amongst others. Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, and started to say, we need to get younger. We need to get better. Mason Crosby's another one. And they started to go in that direction. They didn't sign any big time free agents. They get you know got Keyshawn Nixon back on a one year, $5 million deal. They eventually traded away Razul Douglas at the trade deadline for better or worse. But they started to go in that direction, saving some money, opening up future cap space. And the big, big, big one was of course the Aaron Rodgers trade. Because uh, if you follow me in the off you know how you know, it was just time to move on based on the contract almost in and of itself. You were just going to paint yourself into a corner and not being able to get yourself out. They did a masterful job of getting off that contract, moving to Jordan Love, saving a ton of money, going with the youth movement and still remaining competitive. So that's another one I would check off. Yes. And then number 10, did they begin to open up the next Super Bowl window? It's always tough to say that because so much needs to go into that. And like I said, they still need to develop some star players. But the the foundation is there. The foundation is there. And that's all I could have asked for going into the season was to see that foundation set, to put yourself in a position where you have a lot of talented young players on this roster. You're still going to need to add talent through the draft in the next couple of seasons. You've got five picks in the top 90 as of right now, going into next year, you're going to be able to add and supplement into some positions that need some some work and some rework like the defensive backfield, but they're going to have some ammunition to do so. And in 2025, they should have some significant free agent money to spend as long as they're not too, um, over aggressive in free agency in 2024. I think they've achieved that as well. So if you go back on those 10 items that I wanted to see Green Bay do this season, you know, make Jordan love the priority and evaluate him and make him successful check evaluate the team, check, signs of growth, check, be competitive, check, develop young stars, incomplete, transition from Aaron Rodgers, check, solidify the defensive special teams, fail, Uh, begin to purge some older contracts, check, and begin to open up another Super Bowl window, check. So I'll say eight out of 10, one incomplete, one fail on my list of 10 things. Now, if your goal still was to win a championship, no matter what, this season is probably going to end in a failure for you. Maybe they can go 5-0, and not looking likely, but it's probably not going to go according to plan. Maybe you're somebody that says, hey, I, I just need to get this team in the playoffs. To me, that would be a successful season. If they beat the Bears, it's successful. If they lose to the Bears, it's a failure. I think that's probably harsh, but I can understand that you want to see a team go to the postseason and take that step and be better than they were a season ago. Okay, uh, but then that, it's obviously going to be up to this weekend as to whether or not this team is successful or not. If this is a team that you're measuring based on your expectations going into the year, at least from where my expectations were, it was a resounding success. And Jordan Love, the biggest and most important key to that entire process, he is it. He's him. He's the guy. And that to me is almost makes this a success in and of itself, regardless of what else happened this year. But there's a lot of other things that went along with it that I would very much deem this season as a success. Um, If you measure it based on the goals that you set, you know, just one by one, I would still say it's a strong success. And if you're one of those people, like I mentioned at the beginning, that you can see it from both sides and say, hey, some things resounding success, some things total failure. I can understand that as well. Offense, a lot of success stories, defense and special teams, a lot of failure um, and not where you wanted it to be at this point. But for me, and I'll just end it here, to me, this has been a massively successful season if, and there's one major if, and no, it is not, that they need to win this weekend. It's not that they need to get into the playoffs. It's not that they need to win a Super Bowl. It's that they need to act on what this season was about. Evaluating what was good, evaluating what was bad, and then making the changes necessary. The first evaluation is that Jordan Love is the franchise quarterback. Now you've gotta put you know pen to paper and your money where your mouth is, and you've gotta make him the franchise guy and sign him to that long-term deal. I have no doubt that that's gonna get done, but you've gotta make that happen. And then the other thing is you can clearly evaluate that this defense has not been good enough. This will be a successful season if you showed all the signs of growth on offense and developed all this young talent and are ready to go and have a potential juggernaut, juggernaut might be strong, but potential really successful offense moving forward. But if you don't make the changes that are necessary on defense, then you failed on your evaluation and you will have failed on a big piece of this season. You need to nail that final piece of the evaluation, make the changes necessary on defense. And then to me, this will have been a very successful season overall because you got what you needed out of it. You got the QB, you got the evaluation, now act on it and make it so that it's better in 2024, which again, 2024, 2025, specifically 2026, those were more the target years. It was never about 2023. This is always going to be a transition year. This is always going to be an evaluation year. And now they've got that evaluation. They've nailed the transition. Now you have one more big step to go, and that's nuking a lot of this defense and building it back up from scratch with a new defensive coordinator, a new scheme, a new energy, a new mentality and make it so that this defense is not the weak link for the foreseeable future like it has been over the course of way, far, far, far too long. Yes, I want to see them get in the playoffs. Yes, I want to see them get that opportunity to go in the playoffs and learn and have more games, have more practices. I think it's a really important learning step to see the type of football that's played in the postseason. At some point, they're probably going to get humbled in the postseason. And I think that is going to make them more hungry and recognize how hard they have to work to get to that point. I think all of those things are really, really important for this team. So yes, I do want to see them beat Chicago. That would be, I don't know if it's the cherry on the sundae, the icing on the cake, whatever you want to deem it as. I do think it's still an important part of this process for Green Bay. I do think it changes your, feeling on the season overall in in some way, shape, or form. But to me, if you're going on what your expectations were going into the season and you're being honest with yourself, I don't know how you can't get to the point that this has already been a successful season with some significant hiccups and some things that they're going to have to change in the offseason as well. Hi right, friends, that is going to do it for me today. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All-Pro members, Mo the Minnesotan, PJ Wynn, John Wilde, Jay Bradad, Arnoldo Espinoza, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Lori Lord, Donald Lee, Baby QB, MB1023, and new All-Pro member, David McCluskey. Appreciate you guys a ton. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all-new episode. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already, but until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go.